Hey there, my name is Peyton Macy's and you're listening to AnyCast. AnyCast is about anything and everything. We have some cool guests on sometimes, or sometimes it's just me. But enjoy today's episode and I hope you learn something new. back guys to any religion today we will be reading from the book of ruth we will be reading the first two chapters of this book um, we will be going actually on a little series actually that will take a lot of time like a lot of time we will be going from ruth to second chronicles it'll be a long one um, possibly a couple of months here doing this on any religion, but it would be worth it. Um, I use the NIV, so let's get on into this. Chapter 1. Naomi loses her husband and sons. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a war, it was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah together with his wife and two sons went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Ilamech. His wife's name was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Mahon and Kilion. I don't know how really to pronounce that word. They were, they were Ephraites. From Bethlehem, Judah, and they went to Moab and lived there. Now Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpha and the other Ruth. After they had lived about ten years, both Maholand and Kilion also died, and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughter and daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she'd had, she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant, may the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they wept aloud and said to her, We will go back with you to your people but Naomi said return home my daughters why would you come with me 
Am I going to have any more sons? Who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband, even if I thought that there was still hope for me. Even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, you would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand has turned against me. At this they wept aloud again. Then Orpha kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. Ruth. But Ruth with pride, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you will stay. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them, and the women exclaimed, Can this be Naomi? Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. So, just to do a quick recap of that first chapter, Naomi has lost her husband and her sons. Her sons were married to Ruth and Orpha. Um, they both... We're going to stay, but then Orpha just gave in to what Naomi said and left. Ruth wanted to stay with Naomi and help her. They go back into, um, into Bethlehem, and when they arrive, people are shocked that she has come back, and she has now forsaken her name, Naomi, and turned it into um, Mara. And now they're back in time. For the barley harvest. Moving on now to chapter 2. Now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing from the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. Naomi said to her, go ahead my daughter, so she went out, entered a field, and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who is from the clan of Elimelech. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Boaz asked the overseer of his harvesters, Who does that young woman belong to? The overseer replied, she is the Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, Please let me glean 
and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning till now except a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, My daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked him, why have you, why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me? A foreigner. Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your home land and came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favor in your eyes, my Lord, she said. You have put me in, you have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, come over here, have some bread and dip it in the wine vinegar. When she sat down with the harvesters, she, when she sat down with the harvesters, he offered her some roasted grain. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. As she got up to glean, Boaz gave orders to his men, "Let her gather among the sheaves and don't reprimand her. Even pull out some stalks from behind her, from from her, from." the bundles and leave them for her to pick up and don't rebuke her. So Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. Then she threshed the barley she had gathered and it amounted to about an ephah. That'll come in handy later and I'll explain what an ephah is. She carried it back to town and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over. After she had eaten enough, her mother-in-law asked her, Where did you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, she said. The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He, he has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead, she added. That man is our close relative. He is one of our guardian redeemers. Then Ruth the Moabite said, He even said to me, Stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my grain. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It will be good for you, my daughter, to go with the women who work with, for him, because in, someone's else's, in someone else's field you might be harmed. 
to have stayed close to the women of Boaz to glean until the barley and wheat harvesters were finished, and she lived with her mother-in-law. So, I'm actually going to finish this book in this podcast, but I wanted to actually look up real quick what an ephah is. I forgot exactly what it is, but I do remember it's a tremendous amount of weight. Now, um, Ruth has gained one whole ephah, um, and... Ifa wait. So in how many pounds is an Ifa of barley? That's what it says. That's what we've gathered. So it says there are approximately six point one gallons in each Ifa, which each gallon of water weighs approximately 8.3 pounds. Therefore, an ephah therefore an ephah would have would have 49.92 pounds. Since both numbers are approximate, it would have it would save to it would be safe to say one ephah is approximately 50 pounds. That's according to some website called Quora. So, as we see there, ephahs are ginormous. In one day, Ruth had gathered about 50 pounds of barley. And this is all because Boaz has had found favor in her eyes, and just so conveniently, he has come into town this day to his field, and she, he found Ruth in the field gleaning, well, yeah, gleaning and helping her. And I wanted to point out something. He even says to her in verse, um, mm, I forgot where. Oh, uh, right here. Verse 9, chapter 2, verse 9 of Ruth. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along the women, along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you, and whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. Back in times like this, it was very common as a duty of a woman is to fill the jars with water. As we see later on in the Bible, Jesus um, meets a woman at the well. I forgot what it, why, like she was a sinner or she was a part of a race or something that would hate against Jesus's kind, the Jews. So, um, yeah, I forgot. Anyways, now moving on to chapter three. One day, Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, said to her, My daughter, I must find a home for you, where you will be well provided for. Now, Boaz, with whose women you have worked, is a close relative of ours. Tonight, he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. Wash it, 
wash, put on perfume, and get dressed in your best clothes. Then go to the fret threshing floor, but don't let him know you are you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, note to the place where he is lying, then go and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what to do. I will do whatever you say, Ruth answered. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do. When Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he went over to the lie down at the far end of the grain pile. Ruth approached quietly, uncovering his feet, and lie down. In the middle of the night, something startled the man. He turned, and there was a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? he asked. I am your servant, Ruth, she said. Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are a guardian redeemer of our family. The Lord bless you, my daughter, he replied. The kindness is greater than that which you showed me you showed earlier. You have not run after the younger men, whether the rich or poor. And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all I all you ask. All the people of my town know that you are a woman of noble character. Although it is true that I am a guardian redeemer of our family, there is another who is more closely related than I. Stay here for the night and in the morning if he wants to do his duty as your guardian redeemer, good. Let him redeem you. But if he is not willing, as surely as the Lord lives, I will do it here. Or I will do it. Lie here until morning. So she lay at his feet until morning, but got up before anyone could be, could be recognized. And he said, No one must know that a woman came to me, to came to the threshing floor. He also said, Bring me the shawl you are wearing and hold it out. When she did so, he poured into it six measures of barley and placed the bundle on her. Then he went back to town. When Ruth came to his, her mother-in-law, Naomi asked, How did it go, my daughter? Then she told her everything Boaz had done for her, and added, he gave me these six, six measures of barley, saying, Don't go don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. When then Naomi said, Wait, my daughter, until you find out what happens, for the man will not rest until the matter is settled today. Chapter four. Well, actually, in that chapter, we just see the gracious and nice acts of Boaz to Ruth and Ruth to Boaz in air, and that she really shouldn't have been there, but um, he didn't really care about her being there, and Naomi told her to go there. Now chapter 4, Boaz marries Ruth. Meanwhile, Boaz went up to the town gate and sat down there just as the guardian redeemer had mentioned, came along. Boaz said, come over here, my friend, and sit down. 
So he went over and sat down. Boaz took ten of the elders of the town and said, Sit here. And they did so. Then he said to the guardian redeemer, Naomi, who has come back from Moab, is selling the piece of land that belonged to our relative Elimelech. I thought I should bring the matter to your attention and suggest that you buy it here in the present you buy it in the presence of the seed of these seated here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, do so. But if you will not, tell me so I will know. For no one has the right to do it except you. And I am next in line. I redeem it, he said. Then Boaz said, On the day you, you buy the land from Naomi, you also acquire Ruth the Moabite, the dead man's widow, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property. At this the guardian redeemer said, Then I cannot redeem it because I might endanger my own estate. You redeem it yourself, I cannot do it. Now, early in, now earlier in times of Israel, for the redemption and transfer of property to become final, one party took off his sandal and gave it to the other. This was the method of legal transactions in Israel. So, the guardian redeemer said to Boaz, buy it yourself, and he removed his sandal. Then Boaz announced to the elders and all the people, Today you are witnesses that I have bought from Naomi all the property of Elimelech, Kalion, Kalion, and Mahalon. I have also acquired Ruth the Moabite, Mahalon's widow, as my wife in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property so that his name will not disappear from among his family or from his hometown. Today you are witnesses. Then the elders and all the people at the gate said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your home like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the family of Israel. May you have standing in... in Ephraim and be famous in Bethlehem through the offspring the Lord gives you by this young woman. May your family be like that of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. When he made love to her, the Lord enabled her to conceive and she gave birth to a son. The woman said the women said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age for your daughters in law who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The women laying, living there said Naomi has a son and they named him Obed. 
He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now this is the genealogy of David. Then, this then is the family line of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron, the father of Ram. Ram, the father of Aminadab. Aminadab, the father of Nasolon. Nashon, Nashon, the father of Solomon. Solomon, Salmon, Salmon, the father of Boaz. Boaz, the father of Obed. Obed, the father of Jesse. And Jesse, the father of David. Now you might be thinking to yourself, why is this so um, important? In the Bible, why is this tiny little four-chapter book thrown in the Bible between the Judges and First Samuel? Well, here's why. That end part right there explains it all. This is a story in which we see God's favor be working out in even in the darkest times for some for people. Naomi was in the darkest times. She had forsaken her name because of that. And now she's in good times. Um, and her and Ruth are living well by the end of this book. And also because of um, Boaz and Ruth having the child Jesse, Jesse then had raised the child Dan, er, David. Sorry. So, it's a, I guess you could say a transition book, taking from one place to the other, showing God's favor, and connecting the line of the genealogy of David. Now, that's going to wrap it up for today's Any Religion. Um, oh gosh. Um, yeah. Um, that's going to wrap it up for Any Religion today. Hope you guys have a great Sunday, rest of your Sunday, and a great week. See you guys on Monday, Wednesday, and hopefully we can get the episode out Thursday night or Friday morning for midnight.